you for listening to this message from the North Gate. Thank you all for being here, and you know where we're going to start. Romans 8. <laughs> Romans eight twenty eight is what I want us to begin to read, because we have to begin to realize God is calling us to be interwoven to hold something great. I've said it like this. I feel like Romans 8, the description of Romans 8, 28. Um, did I lose both my computer guys? Is one out in the spirit down there? Johnny. We lost Kevin. Kevin must have went to the bathroom. So Johnny's probably panicking. Johnny, it's not wrestling practice. I won't yell at you, I promise. I've coached Johnny for too long, so if he thinks he's making a mistake, he's thinking it's uh, athletics, and this isn't athletics. So you're not hitting a single leg right now, Johnny. You're getting scriptures on the screen for me. (laughs) But we have to understand the importance of being interwoven together. I'm going to read a scripture text that I have felt for over the last year of 2022 and now heading into 2023. I'm thankful Apostle D is heading into Romans 8 and Galatians 5. We have been there for quite some time because the Lord had begun to show me last year how important it is for a body to be interwoven together. And I'm going to show you guys that literally what was prophesied on January 4th, 2016, we are just now heading into that prophecy now. Now, I thought and Tina thought and many of you thought when he announced that they were coming in April of 2016, that this was it, that it was happening. And one of the things that I read on this prophetic word from Apostle Damon is the fact that it said, prepare the house. I didn't prepare the house. I thought the house was already prepared. And I thought him showing up was a stamp of approval of something that was going to be an announcement in that gym rather than a reestablishing of a way of life. And so now you're going to hear words in this prophecy that we had no, we had no radar for. Dimensions, no radar. Way of life, culture. We thought we had a culture established in that gym. And I'm thankful. Listen, I don't disregard anything God did in that gym. But we did not have a healthy culture. We did not have a healthy family culture in that gym. Everybody questioned everything. They questioned, do you have to worship like that? Do you have to submit to a spiritual father like that? Do you have to do this like that? Do you have to do that like that? And if there's any leaven of that still in the house, God remove it. Before April. I'm being honest. Mark Pfeiffer came in here. I'm going to speak real family tonight. So if anybody thinks they're getting a shout down evangelical message, you're not getting that tonight. You're probably getting more of a wilderness society, almost follow up of the Q&A of what Apostle Damon came and presented. Because we need to sometimes dial in to our own prophetic words and figure out where do I plug into this storyline. Because God wants to do something amazing in the earth. And we're going to have to realize that it's going to come through you. Does that mean the North Gate is the only place it's coming through? That's not it. That's not what I'm saying. And it ruffles, watch, it ruffles independent people 
when you make that statement. God's going to do something through the north gate. Well, what about us? I'm not your authority. I can't speak for you. I can't speak for your church. I can't speak for... All I can speak for is the people that are yielded in this house to the government of this house, to the apostle of this house, to the spiritual mom and dad of this house. I can only express what God wants to do in you and through you when there's a yielding of an interweaving together. And what must interweave us more than anything is not an announcement that I'm spiritual dad and you're spiritual son. That is that's incorrect. What interweaves us together is the fact that we begin to see that we are both beloved. I'm going to correct something in this house. If I've announced to you that you're a spiritual son and you've announced that I'm a spiritual father, then we have to ask this one thing clear. Am I beloved and do I love you? First, let me answer this question. Am I beloved by the father? I am. Then I understand that the father has made me whole. He's made me a new creation in Christ which means I understand this. I understand the forgiveness of God. I understand the love of God. I understand the nature of God, the kindness of God, the patience of God. I'm understanding I'm not perfect. I have to deal with my own log in my eye for I deal with somebody else's speck. So how does this work in father sonship? In father sonship, we have to all come to the realization, like Apostle D said, every single one of us in this room are gifted. But also every single one of us in this room are flawed. We have weaknesses. And with, for iron to sharpen iron, we have to begin to have an understanding of a mutual respect to see each other rightly. Because here's what I begin to understand. I have a call, a mandate on my life to lead in this region. To lead in this house first and to lead in my own family first. So if I'm not winning within my marriage and within my children, I have no right to say anything to y'all. The greatest days of ministry for the Northgate start at 8 o'clock in the morning when I'm sitting in devotion with my wife and kids. The greatest days for you is the laughter inside of my home. The greatest days for you are the peace inside of my marriage. The greatest days for you happen at 8777 Diagonal Road, Streetsboro, Ohio. And that's for every leader in this room. The greatest days of the third great awakening will start in our homes as beloved sons and daughters inside a family to then create a family of connectability that we can be a citadel, a light shining on the hill, a light shining of what? Miracle signs and wonders, a move of revival, the next worship movement, whatever you can think of. No, beloved, they'll know who we are by how we love each other. Not by our programs. We have programs. We have marketing schemes. We have all these different things about how to grow a church. We could hire the right musicians. We could get the right speakers. We could do all the right things, have the right children's program. That's not what's going to shape the world. What's going to shape the world is love. And we're going to have to get to the point that we are so convinced that every detail of our life is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan to bring good into our lives. For we are his lovers. 
who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Keep it there. We are woven together. We are woven together. We are woven together. We are woven together. The first piece of woven together for me is Tina. The second piece woven together for me is literally what I'm seeing in Trenton. Four hours in this church today praying. That's the inheritance that Nika's talking about. Can a gold standard follow that? Yes, I'm not worried about one day of my child's finances. I'm, I'm not worried one day about their finances. They already have savings account. They already know how to tithe and give offerings. They know how to honor. The last time Buggy was in Mobile, he took 50 bucks and put it in Apostle D's hand. And Apostle D goes, Buggy, why are you giving me your haircut money? You heard the podcast. That's how our family talks to each other. My children are operating in generosity, but what they have to operate in is beloved. Operate inside a beloved identity. Did he want to come in here and pray today so that we could have mass revival in the city? Yes, but that was not the only reason he came. He came here because he's understand that he's beloved by the Father. He wants to get in Abba's presence. He wants to feel Abba's goodness. I'm watching him lay in the altar up here. I'm watching him lay back there in some seats. I'm watching him come in here and just weep before the Father to know that he is loved and God is good and all things are gonna work together according to God's plan because why? He is understanding the goodness of God. And so if we're going to operate inside of kingdom government, the first thing that we're going to have to understand is that every single one of us is beloved by the Father. Even when you think that you're acting right, but you're not acting right, I'm right on time and right where I'm supposed to be, doesn't mean you're right. Doesn't mean you're right. It just means all things work together for the good to those that love God. I can get on a GPS and get from here to Akron in 25 minutes. You can use the same GPS, go all the way through Rootstown, go around Canton, come back from the south to the north and still get to Akron and still be on time according to the GPS. But it didn't have to take you that long because your route isn't always right. But he'll make the journey good because he loves you. It's a simple teaching of the 10 days that turns into 40 years. Why did it go from 10 days to 40 years? The reason it went from 10 days to 40 years because they couldn't understand that they were beloved. They remained slaves instead of realizing their freedom had brought them into sonship. And if we don't watch it, we'll stay slaves to our own religion. What's their own religion? They understood a lifestyle of slavery. They understood how to listen to the orders of Pharaoh, put bricks together. Even when they didn't think they could make bricks, Pharaoh takes things away, allows the capability and the gifting in them. They still create bricks. They still begin to build things. They still begin to do what they're told. And this is the American church. We're operating in a spiritual authority of being told what to do without understanding the freedom of sonship that you can literally take cities and lands by walking around walls and not have to build things all the time. So when Moses goes up to the mountain in the sign of sonship, to speak to the face of God, they do what? Build altars and build false idols because all they know how to do is sacrifice and build. God's calling us to a deep place of beloved sonship. 
where you don't have to learn to sacrifice everything. You actually get to find out what obedience and friendship looks like. And guess what obedience and friendship to Abba is going to look like? Not your understanding. Not yours. Well, we know how to get a city. We're going to build it. No, I'm going to have to cut that whole generation off from going to the promise. Because I don't want them to build Jericho. I want them to take Jericho over through their worship. There was a generation that knew how to build Jericho. There was another generation that knew how to be obedient and worship around Jericho and receive it that way. Some of you, your financial breakthrough is just going to come through your worship and your prayer. I didn't say fast. I said your worship and your prayer. It's you connecting inside a beloved identity that you have a word from the Lord and your company's going to prosper. Why? Because God loves you. Does that mean you're not going to work hard? That, that's not what I'm saying at all. Not one part am I saying you not work hard. Try to not go to work and make money and see if that works. It doesn't work. But listen, there's two ways to tie your shoes. There's loop, swoop, and pull, and there's rabbit ears. You figure out what works for you. But what's working for you better, listen, look at Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. Neither one of them are open on Sundays. Makes no sense. Makes no sense to the entire public. Makes no sense. But somebody in the ownership heard a whisper. We're not going to be open on Sundays. Somebody also heard a whisper. This is how we're going to begin to build our culture. We have to understand in this room, you're going to have to get rid of every fiber of religious ideology of what you think the North Gate is supposed to look like or what you think our relationship is supposed to look like or what you think this whole thing in revival is supposed to look like. We need to come into this thing with one thing. I'm beloved. I'm beloved. My hands are lifted high. Wherever you want to take me, I'm ready for the spontaneous. I'm ready for you to wreck my world. Because listen, we've got to come to the realization the world is dark and it needs light. How's light going to come in? When you shine, how do you shine? By living in a spontaneous flow of the love of God. That's how you begin to create culture. You begin to create culture by understanding first, the culture for this is you are the beloved by God. I am so convinced that every detail of my life, many of you came in here tonight and we're not convinced that he's good. You weren't. Storms gave you amnesia that the money's gonna fall apart, the family's gonna fall apart, the house is gonna fall apart, the kids are gonna fall apart, the car's gonna fall apart, the house, the motor, the whatever. What happens when you start realizing he's good and you're like, he's got this. How do you know that is the way of life? When you understand there's one thing, every day is a day for renewal. Every day that you wake up is a day for renewal. Every day that you want God to revive dead things, but God wants you to renewal in Him every day. Are y'all tracking with me on this? I, I need to renew my marriage every day with a kiss, with a hug, with a she's beautiful, with a she's smoking hot, with a pinch on the butt, whatever. Whatever's making Tina, woo! Okay? I also got to do that with my kids. I've got to love on them. Every day, I've got to be in, watch, communication. I've got to be in communication with my children every single day till they're 18 and they leave. And then it is up for them to remain in communication with me. 
Y'all tracking? So now inside of the kingdom, it's the same thing. And guess what? Levin is in the church. He won't call me. He won't shake my hand. He won't come see me. I'm the leader of 200 of you. Y'all tracking with me? I walked past Ed. Ed didn't talk to me. Mike didn't talk. Did you talk to Mike? Did you talk to Ed? Guess what will kill your offense? Hey, Ed, how you doing? Because I'm convinced that every detail of my life is woven together with his and with his and with his and with his and with his. And And when you feel like you absolutely have nothing, then you need to be renewed in the Holy Spirit. And that's get around some spirit-filled people. Quit taking advice. That's not how we operate in here. Google, Facebook, Twitter is not the advice to raise your kids, plant your families, find your job. You have a prophet sitting right here. God, what are you doing in my company? I'd be calling him. What's going on in my world? I'd be calling somebody who's tapped in to the author and the writer of my world. The writer, the right, my life is being interwoven. I need to get to him and I need to get somebody else that's connected to him so we can get the word of the Lord established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. I need to know that this is a word of the Lord because our emotions will continually lie to us, but the Father never will. The Father will never lie to us. And God is calling us out of our independent building, which means I'm not subject to control or submission. I'm self-governing. I'm not affiliated with. I'm not requiring honor, relying on someone else. I'm not looking to others for opinions or counsel. I'm not bound or committed to you. God said, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Spirit. Why? So that comfort can come to give you strength and hope to revitalize your encouragement, to ease your grief or your trouble. Holy Spirit is there to be a counsel in time of trouble or need or weary, worrisome days. Comfort of the Holy Spirit is there to make you content inside of being well-being, inside of being beloved. Comfort is there so that you can feel satisfied and enjoy life. That's why he sent Holy Spirit to walk with us. If I can't get a word from Holy Spirit, I said this to somebody the other day, I said it's absolutely phenomenal. I've said this to three or four people. Show me where the one man shows at in the New Testament after Holy Spirit comes in Acts 2. Show me where the one man person goes, I need to go get away with Holy Spirit. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. They build a culture that when you were worrisome and you were tired and you were broken, you went to the family. You went to the body where every joint supplies and Holy Spirit began to speak through them to speak into you so you could be encouraged. Because listen, if anybody had anything in need, we already have the answer. 
Instead of doing what? We've created a Christianity where we're sitting up here and we're shouting out to God. God, answer my prayer. Answer my prayer. God, I need you. Holy Spirit, guide me. God, 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 God. I sent Mike. I sent Thompson. I sent Henchman. I sent Mitchell. You know what's funny? The same people that will disregard the church will connect to somebody else. Now they're running with a whole new crowd and they love me for me. No, they love the fake you. Because if the real you baptized in the spirit ever rises up, if they're acting in ungodliness, they'll run as far away from you. What's interweaving us together? What's interweaving us together? What's interweaving us is every detail of our life is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing what? Good into what? Our lives. Bringing good into our lives. Bringing what? Good into our lives. God's interweaving his perfect plan to bring good into not my life, our li- not my life, our lives. Our lives. For we, it's not using singularity here. Multiplicity. Multiplicity. God is wanting to deal with a culture here. And we're going to have to start seeing ourselves as beloved and seeing every single one of us for who we are. We have to see who is sitting among us. And can I make this real clear right now? Where you're at is not your finish line. But, 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 what? It's your time scale, not God's. Every prophecy over every person in this room is still 100% fully alive. You're getting frustrated because you have a timeline that doesn't match his. Come on. Or you have a GPS that doesn't match his, but his will still eventually get you to where you're going. Or should I say, yours will get you eventually to where he's at. Does that make sense? Because the destination is always him. The destination shouldn't be success. The destination shouldn't be accolades. The destination shouldn't be money. The destination shouldn't be prestige. The destination and the marker for all of our journeys should be him. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then everything else will be added unto you. Does this make sense? So God is trying to do this, put acts up. God is trying to interweave something. Put up my X1. Did we download this stuff? Good. Jesus answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates. There's time again. The Father, Abba, is the one who sets the dates and the times of their fulfillment. We want Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Okay? Yeah, I want Holy Ghost too. But if I'm receiving the real gift of the Spirit, I'm not taking thought for what's about to happen a month down the road. You know what I'm going to start getting lost in? The day that he made. I got lost in today. And guess what? Getting lost in today, I spent six hours in here. Getting lost in the day. We're creating a new space in this culture that on the days that we have service, 
We're leaving the doors wide open. We're having music playing. And we're asking that everybody that calls this place home, you come put oil on this thing for at least 15 minutes. Yeah, man. If you can stay here long, here's what I'll tell you. Everybody who came ended up staying long. You may have came with your timeline of 15 minutes. You got stuck here longer. Because he was here and you didn't want to leave. He was here and you didn't want to leave. And we're not looking for a big kaboom and we're not looking... We're just here to host him and love. He's here, so we're going to love on him. Yeah. Well, I can do that in my car. That, I understand that. But your car is not going to hold revival. Yeah, that's true. This land is sacred. This land is sacred. Stop with that silliness. I'll do it in my car. Yes, you can talk to God in your car. But God also appoints times, dates, and places that are going to be fulfilled for his glory. And this land has got oil all over it. And it's time for us to start tending the oil of this lampstand on this land. This piece of property has been picked and chosen by Almighty God for something huge. Did you not listen to the podcast? He said, I see in dimensions that my sons are called to some scary stuff. That's you. That's not me. I'm a fool if I sit up here and say I'm doing it on my own. That's why I didn't, I didn't come up here by myself today. I came up with him first. Tina came up with Sissy. And then throughout the day, I interacted with many of you. They're doing the same thing in Mobile. Are we mirroring them now? No, we're not because they just have a pad on. I put Chris Burns on and got silly in here for a little bit. And then cried out for Chris to come be a sound back in the family. That's why we did the King is Coming. I played the King is Coming here on a loop. And I'm telling you, every time he said there was a man that was awoke, like he was overcome with wine, this room would fill up. And you don't think that's significant? A couple days ago, in the same day, in the same day, I had three different people text me that there was a wine coming of love and joy that's about to overtake. And every single one of them said it would be like the Rodney Howard Brown movement. If you don't know what that is, in the 90s, joy would come so strong in the room, everybody would break out in laughter. I think there's, we're already tasting it now. The last three weeks, we've been overcome with the wine of love. But I'm telling you, as we keep getting overcome with the wine of beloved, we're going to get overcome with the wine of joy. One was so detailed. He sent me the word first. And then somebody from Texas was in another city. They're in another state, another city. They send me a picture. And on it, it says, love joys on Main Street. And, 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 we, and we t- it was a clothing store. And we text back to the person, ha ha, funny, funny. He said, I'm not laughing. He said, I'm getting wrecked in my truck right now because God's about to do something at the Lovejoys and make it the main attraction of Streetsboro. Lovejoys on Main Street. And he said the same thing. Love and joy is about to come out of the North Gate like never before. How do we receive that? We yield to it. We don't work it up. You can't pray it, fast it in. We just get with Abba, set our sails, And what we're seeing already is people just getting immersed with love. Just getting immersed with love. We're yielding to something. We're yielding to this right here. God has fixed dates and times of their fulfillment. That's why we thought, and how many of you thought? 2016, when he gave that word over New Year's, January 4th, we were all like, mighty God. 
this is it. I'm going to tell you what I thought. Damon Thompson's coming to the overtaken ministries in the gym. National revival. God said, no, I'm going to order your footsteps correctly. We went from 500 to about 160. The tree had to be cut back. to. This is not a knock on anybody that left. The tree had to be trimmed back so that it can become mature, so that it can hold fruit. You're the roots and the limbs that's about to hold the fruit. How much do you believe that? How do I believe that? Because the last three weeks, it's been uncontrollable in here. It's been uncontrollable in here. It's been uncontrollable in here. Youth are having prayer meetings on Tuesday nights. Teenagers come from Toledo and just get wrecked. And I hear one of the leaders going, you don't have to wait for camp. And Daniel was right. We're not waiting for camp. But you know why many adults and kids get wrecked at camp? Because there's a culture that's set there. You're stepping into an apostolic culture of the leaders in that room. One, Damon Thompson's the apostle. And then all of a sudden there's 12 sons that are all submitted non-negotiable to a father. And we set a culture for kids to come into and adults And guess what the first thing in the culture is? You're beloved. You're beloved. Nothing else. You're beloved. We're not going to speak on sin. We're going to speak on how messed up you are. Did we do that in camp in Kentucky this year? We did not. We just said it at at New Year's when we had all the teenagers together. We did not mention sin at all. We started telling everyone they're loved. And then we're going to do it in here soon. We passed out rulers. It was life-changing, wasn't it, Brandon? passed out rulers and some of y'all watched it on live stream and thought oh it's a cool little prophetic thing yeah fix your eyes on Jesus and then look at your measurement of your life and realize it means nothing to him and you get to snap it in the presence of Abba and the only measurement you have is love Anything in my world that distracts me and Tina and the kids from beloved, shut it down now. Nobody's kids are playing pro sports. Get offended all you want. Your kids are born for this. What's in this book is more important than somebody winning a World Series. What's in this book is more important than somebody winning the Super Bowl tomorrow night. What's in this book, and listen, I... We're sending 11 kids to state tomorrow. Nine kids to youth districts. I'm for the, the automobile called youth sports, but I'm not when it steals the peace from my home. Yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not when it becomes a wedge between me and my children and my wife thinking that we're beloved. Us fighting over who's going to go to practice and what's going to do this and how are we going to pay that. and what, Just shut it down. Just shut it down and get in this room. Take your wife, your kids, get in this presence, and this, this is what I need. This is what I need so my daughter's not sleeping around or my son's not doing dumb stuff on his phone. I just need my kids and wife to know that they are so loved by Jesus Christ. And then go play sports. But make sure beloved is first. Make sure beloved is first. Make sure beloved is first. I'm fully convinced 
that my life counts. That's really what it says. I'm fully convinced my life matters. Many of us wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and don't say that. You say, how are you going to survive? You are the children of Israel in the wilderness. And Abba's going, I give you manna. I give you water from a rock. I free you from the clutches of an empire. What more do I need to prove to you that I love you? Just sit down. It, your whole world's not going to fall apart in my hands. Your whole world's not going to. The world you created might fall apart. And some of you need to let it so that he can put the pieces back together. Where I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You became the defender of my heart. You picked up all my pieces, put me back together. Hallelujah. It's so much better your way. I love that they use the word hallelujah because what does that mean? To boast and brag. To boast and brag, it's so much better his way. To boast and brag, it's so much better his way. But how do we get to the place that we start to begin to understand the will of the Father? When we understand you're not on an independent journey on your own, you're being interwoven with something. You're being interwoven with someone. First him, and then those he placed in your life. And those relationships have to become non-negotiable covenants. I'm with you for the long path to see the word of the Lord be established. If not in my day, then in this baby's day that everything that we've written down, everything that we have written would come back alive. Y'all tracking with me? So watch. The father has fixed dates and times of their fulfillment. You're not permitted to know. You're not permitted to know. This is freaking some of you out right now. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this. The Holy Ghost will come to you and you will be seized with power. That power is love. I'm telling you 100% that power is the love of Abba. That is the love of Abba. That is agape love, no strings attached, can't control it, overwhelmed with it. Why? Because when I feel the fulfilling of the Holy Ghost, nothing matters but me and him. And when I'm led by the Spirit, no devil in hell could stop me from hearing the word of the Lord and going and doing what God has called me to do. There's no confusion with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There is no confusion. There's no well this and well that. I'm telling you, it was the Holy Spirit that made Noah build an ark. It was the Holy Spirit that three Hebrew boys were like, put me in the fire. Put me in the fire. I dare you. Put me in lines then. See what happens. Goliath, yeah, let's do this. Those are Old Testament. Yeah, but Peter got crucified upside down. The man who was once independent got crucified upside down. Another had his head cut off. Another got pulled apart. Do you want to kill me? You want to take this body? 
I'll come back in spirit and rain. I'll come back in spirit and rain because I get a different dimension than you do. You know why? Because that prayer meeting in that upper room that they were called to right here, and you will receive power. You will be baptized, not in water this time. You'll be baptized in fiery, passionate love of the Holy Ghost. And you will be my messengers in Jerusalem, in Streetsboro, in Cleveland, in Columbus. The uttermost parts of the earth. We want to go to the uttermost parts without dealing with here. We got to start dreaming for Streetsboro. We've got to start dreaming for Portage County. We got to start dreaming for Portage County. We got to start dreaming for Cleveland. But before I believe for Cleveland, Akron, and Warren, I've got to start believing something shifting in Streetsboro. Go to the next part of Acts for me. Still in Acts 1. Watch. God told them to go to the upper room. Arriving in the upper room, they went into a large second floor room to pray. Those present were Peter, John, Jacob, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, Jacob, Simon, Judas, and a number of women, including Mary, Jesus' mother. His brothers were there. All of them, watch. This is what's about to happen here. All of them. Say all. All. Guess what? If you're going to keep dodging it, Go to another church. I'm being honest with you. It's one accord in one version. It's unity in another version. And it's passion in another version. Watch. All of them were in one accord, united in prayer, gripped with one passion, and started interceding day and night. This is what happened to the people. This is what happened to them. One accord means this, to be in agreement, to grant proper relationship, to grant proper relationship. Do we have proper relationships in this room? Or do you have an agenda? I'm asking you. Do you have an agenda? Or if I need you, are you there? And if you need me, am I there? Is there proper relationship in this room? Me and Tina have proven over the top, over the top, we're there. I'm asking you, will you be there for us now? And what does this mean? We're all into this. If a prayer meeting is called, let's go. If we're going to worship, let's go. If we're going to go minister in a hospital, let's go. We're all in. If we're going to a t-ball game, let's go. Let's go. We're all in this together. This is what happened to them in that upper room. They were in agreement. They were in proper relationship. They were in a harmonious union of sound is what definition says of accord. Their sound was the same. Their sound was the same. That's important when we tell you to... What's telling you not to lift your voice, your religion? Which is the thief of your authenticity and the thief of your revivals, your religion. What's your religion? What seems right to you? I don't feel like I need to lift my voice. Then you can go down to the quiet little church that you ain't got to lift your voice. Here we're going to lift our voice. Why? Because we have a revelation. These aren't speeches here. These aren't speeches from Apostle Aaron. These aren't speeches from Nolan Ball. These aren't speeches from Damon. These aren't speeches from me. These aren't speeches. This is a word of the Lord for us. That sound shifts things. 
We have the revelation that light and sound are the same thing and move at different speeds. We have a revelation of dimensions. We have a revelation of out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Do you know why it sounds like rivers? But Revelations 22 says a river is because everybody's sound becomes harmonious. It sounds like many rivers. Out of the mouth of Yahweh, it sounds like there's many rivers, but it's one river because it's one body and it's one sound. And you've got to get over your insecurity. You've got to get over, I'm broken. I don't count. Nobody loves me. You got to get over that. What if you're the one more sound that shifts this entire region? We have a way of life here. Well, brother, this is control. It's not. It's really not. It may be your rebellion that's keeping us from going where we need to go. And if that offends you, I'm poking your rebellion. Because what offends you, somebody told me I'm rebellious, I laugh at them. It's the story I tell you guys all the time about when I had a conversation with a spiritual son. And I was poking at some things. And the Holy Spirit said, tell him he's gay. I'm like, what? Tell him he's gay. So, are you gay? What? No, I'm not gay. Well, what offends you reveals you. I can say things about you that don't move you. But if I say the word rebellion, you're out of alignment. We need to get in spiritual authority. And that rubs you the wrong way. You may have some lawlessness and rebellion in there. And what is that from? From you being nasty? No, it's from you being hurt by authority. And it's really unforgiveness that made a gate to you feeling independent makes you strong. But it's really an orphan spirit that makes you weak because you can't honor authority because somebody hurt you. And we're telling you the number one thing of this family is you're loved. I don't want you to release your sound till you find love. I don't want you to serve in the church till you find love but you just told me to leave. I'm provoking you in love. But if you're so set on this ain't the way, then go find the place where you can be loved. But don't discredit us while you're looking for love somewhere other than here. Because I look across this room that remains and I know who comes here on a regular basis And nobody has an ill, legitimate, manipulative response in their heart other than they want to love people. And I'm telling you right now, we're preparing this house for April. Anything that is illegitimate in this house will have to go. Or it will get transformed in love. It has to go or it will get transformed in love. You know why? Because he has set times that are prepared for something to shift for a high school, for a family, for somebody being abused, for somebody in heroin. This is a house of awakening. Awaken to what? You are loved. Awaken to what? You are loved. Not more church services, not just miracle signs and wonders. Awaken the world to they are loved by Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin so I could be made the righteousness in Christ Jesus. We are about to be awakened to the love of Abba. He's calling us to accord. He's calling us to unity, which is you become caused to act as a single entity, something of this Holy Ghost, of this love, causes you 
to start acting as if you are one unit. The Holy Spirit unifies you to the place that you begin to agree with the harmonious sound. It's in a dictionary. These aren't just words. It's a way of life that they were trying to show us through the scriptures. Passion. Passion. I love this one. They were all gripped with one passion. A compelling emotion comes over them. They, they operate in strong love. They become extravagant and fond of one another. The last part of passion is you desire for anything. I want to grip by one holy passion. You know why? Because I desire for them to succeed. I desire for you to succeed. I desire for you to succeed. I desire for Toledo to succeed. I'm so filled with the spirit because I'm so passionately gripped by the love of Abba and how much he loves you that I want you to succeed as much as Abba wants you to succeed. And if you don't feel that, then you need to get intertwined in the family and get loved on past your walls. Y'all tracking with me? Ah, shut the wrong book. Ah, it's a good thing I had it open so long. We're right back to where it was. Ah, 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 ah. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Nolan Ball said, the greatest thing we can do as sons is hear and obey at any cost. The greatest thing we can do as sons, the greatest thing we can do as beloved sons, the greatest thing, not prophesy, not miracle signs, wonders, not praying tongues, the greatest thing we can do in sonship is hear and obey at any cost. At any cost. At any cost. Hear and obey God's voice for you. He doesn't have one ill thought for you. God doesn't have one ill plan for you. So the greatest thing you could do as a son is hear and obey at any cost. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. And every single one of us have been taught a legalistic sacrificial gospel. If you give up this, how many's ever heard that? If you give up this, if you give up that, I was the Nazarite. And listen, God honors the, listen, he still honors those fleeces of that old wineskin. If you feel like you need to sacrifice, then that's where you are. But I'm telling you, you don't have to do that anymore. I'm telling you, you don't have to do that anymore. Put Hebrews 10 up there for me and track with me. Hebrews 10, let's, let's just read for a minute. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. The old system, what did I just say? What did I say? The old system. Some of you have to let go. It's self-control. You have to let go of your way of doing it. You ready? You ready? Don't get offended at me. You're going to have to let go of your spiritual OCD. What's your spiritual OCD? It has to happen like this. 
It has to happen like this. It has to happen like this. It has to happen like this. Inside of that unrealistic expectation, you will become a prisoner and get disappointed every single time. Anybody who struggles with OCD, they live disappointed all the time because it doesn't add up the way they think it should add up. Life is not going to go exactly the way you want it to go. It is life. It is a journey. It is wind-driven. So in churches across America, we're saying revival's got to happen like this. And if we do this, it'll happen like this. Those old systems are going away. We're coming back to the one thing and that's Jesus is the head of a body. We're coming back to the family. We're coming back to the heart of Abba. We're coming back that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him, in beloved, believe in, quit just thinking Jesus. Do you believe in the message of beloved? Because the message of beloved is he gave his life for you. The system that we all grew up in is he loved you and gave his life, but you're going to have to give something too. That's not it. The only thing I have to give is me. What's giving of me? Jimmy, please explain what giving of me is. You don't have to be in control of everything because when you do that, you're eating from the tree of the knowledge of what's right for you and what's wrong for you. You know what you're, you know what you're messing up? The walk. While you want to eat, he wants to walk. While you want to eat and have everything figured out, God's going, I want you to walk with me because we're going to name animals. But, I, but here's the one OCD thing you get to have with God. Show up for the walk. That's what he has planned every day for you. Come walk with me. Come on, does that mean you, should I not have my place? or No, glory follows order. I'm not telling you to be a slob. That's not, that's not what I'm giving you permission. I'm not giving you, but I am gonna rescue you from disappointment of it hasn't showed up yet and it hasn't happened and it's gotta happen like this and God's gonna, no, it don't. No, it don't. Watch me, I'm the author. Give me that apple back. Give me that, give me that, give me that. Some of y'all need to do that to your kids. Give me that. You ain't ready for that. Give me that. You ain't ready for that. Give me that. I'll let you know when you're ready for that. What I need you to do is what? Communicate. I need you proximity. I need you close. Proximity to Jesus fixes everything. And proximity to Jesus will lead you to proximity to his body. You can, well, proximity to Jesus is all. No, it's not all you need. Show me in the New Testament after the Holy Spirit comes where one guy was off doing his own thing. One, John who got cast on an island, but he wasn't by himself long. The Lord said, I told you not to be alone, boy. Yeah. <laughs> he got caught up into the heavens and hanging out with six-winged creatures. And his wasn't, I'm gonna go run off by myself. His was, they thought they were going to punish him and kill him and put him on an island and die. And God said, that's not how you treat my kids. Why his fleshly body is burned with oil and acid. I'm going to take his spirit man that lives forever and we're going to look at six winged creatures and I'm going to let him see the seven golden lampstands and I'm going to let him look into my eyes of fire. 
Woo. Woo. The old system of living under the law presented to us with only a faint shadow of God, a crude outline of reality of the wonderful blessing to come. Even with its steady stream of sacrifices. Some of you live in a steady stream of sacrifice and still aren't satisfied. I read my Bible this many times a day. I do this how many times a day. My spiritual OCD still does not fulfill me. I have my daily bread. God's like, maybe I don't want you to read today. Maybe I want you to get caught up in the heavens and look at six-winged creatures. Yes. Maybe I want you to take a long walk in the woods with me. But I got to do this today. No, you don't. I am the owner of time. With you're with me in the woods, we all might be frozen and don't even realize it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just saw everybody's faith get real small. He's the God of the cosmos. Remember, Philip translated 20 miles to the next city after he baptized a man because he allowed God to interfere with his time. He allowed God to interfere with his timeline. So where he was supposed to be 20 miles down the road, he didn't have spiritual OCD and say, well, God's calling me to this other city. God's calling you to that other city, but God might be calling you to baptize somebody in the immersion of love today. Let God interrupt your timeline. Even with a steady stream of sacrifices offered year after year, there still was nothing that could make our hearts perfect before God. Can somebody testify to this? For if animal sacrifices could once and for all eliminate sin, eliminate if sacrifice could get rid of the things that mess up our walk, they would have ceased to be offered. I'm actually going to sit down because I need to read this and you need to hear it. And the worshipers would have, have clean consciences. Instead, once was not enough. So by the repetitive sacrifice, year after year after year, the worshipers were continually reminded of their sins. Sacrifice does nothing but remind you of what you can't shake. Sacrifice reminds you of what you can't get rid of. That's why we ain't gonna tell you to sacrifice nothing in here anymore. Better cut those movies out, better do this. You better yield the Holy Spirit of what you're allowed in your house and what's not allowed in your house. Get into a relationship of communication with Abba of what is permitted and what is not. Seek out your own soul salvation with fear, fear of the Lord and trembling. Watch. Year after year, sacrifices don't fix anything, okay? Verse four, for the power does, for what power does the blood of bulls and goats have to remove sin's guilt? Watch this. For what does the power of the Nazarite vow have to remove sin's guilt? Let me translate that for you today. Abstaining from strong drink didn't stop your perversion. Apostle says most every Nazarite struggles with sexual perversion. Do you know what deals with your sexual version? Stop being in love with yourself. What do you mean stop being in love with myself? Stop being in love with your own opinion. Stop being in love with your own fascinations. I'm, 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 it's a fantasy. What you see on the computer screen is not in Walmart, in Streetsboro or in Cleveland or in Aurora or, or in... Computer enhances everything today. 
But what is it enhancing? It's enhancing an appetite where you're not fulfilled. Why are you not fulfilled? Because you're not beloved. So if you struggle in any area, get to Jesus and get to those that can show you love. Watch, love. I was in a phone conversation with an individual this week. The first thing they said, please don't judge me. The first thing out of my mouth is, I can't judge you on anything. Because if I'm going to judge you, I have to judge myself. Listen to what I just said. Before you can cast judgment on anyone, first examine self. And if beloved is right when you examine you, you're going to go, he still loved me. He still loved me. And yet he still loved me. And yet he still loved me. And yet he still loved me. Guess, that, guess how you handle the one that God places in front of you? He still loves you. He still loves you. You know what that love's going to do? Cover a multitude of sin. Preachers don't preach on sin anymore. Yeah, because the way we were doing it didn't work. They hit it. They hit it. They hit it. They hit it. This is what the old church is like. My brother, they quit drinking and smoking, but they didn't quit gossiping and they didn't quit their unforgiveness and they kept dividing church to church to church. That's why that message of the first great awakening of repent or you're going to hell made more denominations, which is division, than it did a beloved family. But brother, they're going to heaven, but they're living in hell on earth. Because what good is the gospel if there is no love? So we guilted them into sacrifice. Mary Ellen's correct. It is so true. The message of two dimension heaven or hell makes this Bible weak and anemic. If hell was so important, Jesus would have preached on it himself and he never did. And the one that he should have cast in hell more than anybody was Judas and he didn't even send Judas to the lake of fire. He sent Judas to his own place. Oh, you're a universalist. No, I have a picture of the Abba. I love how Apostle D says it. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He did not say if you've seen the Father, you've seen Job. If you've seen the Father, you've seen me. How have I treated you? Nothing but love and honor and respect, gentleness, peace, kindness, patience. Oh, man. Jesus came so we could see the Father in flesh. Oh, you guys tracking with me? Oh, man. So we get the sacrifices thing, right? I don't have to keep reading. You go read Roman 10 for yourself. Go to Romans 10, 19 for me. Skip ahead. You know what happens when you start doing away with old systematic thinking of the law and sacrifice and I'm not good enough and I got to bring some more goats and I got to bring some more vows and I got to bring some more fleeces before the Lord. You know what happens? You miss out on the greatest thing that God ever created and it was the body. So Paul teaches... 18 verses on stop living a sacrificial life. 
and learn to live in obedience. Jesus didn't tell the disciples to live in sacrifice. He told them to live in obedience. Every, I don't do anything that my father hasn't approved of. I don't do anything that my father... That's why most people are scared of spiritual authority because you, you, you struggle with obedience. Because you, you honestly think the leader of this house or any leader you had before like have your worst interest in mind. We don't trust people. So we go find... So instead of yielding to trust and yielding to love, we still continue to sacrifice Every day, sacrifice, blood, sweat, and tears. I'm gonna get this bank account up. I'm gonna get this right. I'm gonna get. To, I'm gonna read my Bible every day. I'm gonna. I'm sacrificing, 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 and you're miserable. And then a message like this just. And then you start going. It can't be lived. Yes, it can. When you realize you're loved by Abba and the people in this room. That's why we can't have the dog and pony show Christianity anymore. We actually, listen, some of the stuff we're walking through is right on time. So you can figure out how loved you are. God, it's all falling apart. And he's like, no, I'm actually putting it together. It's all falling apart. No, I'm actually putting this thing together. Because you don't think you're loved. And I'm going to keep showing you how loved you are. Because I have my love through the Holy Spirit placed in some people around you that you could literally commit the darkest sin and they would still love you. Got the phone call this week. You're going to hear something you've never heard before. There's a frequency in me going, nah, this is going to be all right. Because I think about times I've sat on the phone with my spiritual father going, I'm going to surprise him with this one. And then you hear, I love you. I'm never going to throw you away. And neither is he. There's actually a real kingdom family being interwoven together. That we could just say, forget the dog and pony show called church. You tracking with me? So we're done with sacrifice, Paul said. And this is what he says next in verse 19. And now... And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitation. You get to go to God. William, I am. William, I am. You get to go before God. John 14, ask anything in my father's name. Ask anything. You get to go boldly to the throne of God. Some of you going... I really, tonight, tonight, I can look across this room and see it. I really need to ask God this one thing. And he's going, I'm waiting. But quit trying to put your time around it and just give it to me straight. I need this now. His answer is yes. It is yes. It is yes. But just because it's yes, doesn't mean it's going to have your spiritual OCD to it. Because he takes the foolish things to shame the wise. And he's going to do something outside of your religion that will go beyond your own understanding. It will go beyond what seems right to a man. You hear me? Because you get to go boldly to the heavenly realms. 
you get to go to creation. Quit thinking this is Walmart prayers. You get to get funky with this. He is the man of mystery. God cannot be contained in anything, but is found in absolutely everything. He is the God of mystery. We have to quit looking at Him as the heaven and hell God. He's the God of creativity of the universe. He wants your prayer to be simple, but He wants His answer to be extravagant. He wants your prayer and supplication to be pure-hearted and simple, but you're going to have to let Him get extravagant and paint the canvas and make art out of this. You know what he wants to do with your mistake? Make art out of it. That's why art can't be understood. They did what with what? They created what with that? That's what he wants to do with your mess up. God fixed this. Do you want me to fix the mess or are you going to give me a blank canvas? Because if you give me a blank canvas, I'll actually make it look like the dream, but even more. Or you can keep sacrificing. No way. No way. No way. No way. For he has dedicated. Ooh, God has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach Abba. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since we now have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from Abba. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity and we have been freed from any accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God both inside, come on, both inside, both inside, both inside and outside. The answer for the world around you is the one within you. God, I need you to answer this prayer tonight. I will. You're beloved. You're beloved. I'm fond of you. But God, you don't, no, stop with that sacrifice. Get that animal off that altar. Get that animal off the altar. I don't need you to sacrifice right now. I need you to be obedient. I don't, need you to, I don't need you to sacrifice. I need you to be obedient. I don't need you to sacrifice right now. I need you to get in obedience. I don't need you to sacrifice another thing. God, I'll do, I'll do anything. Just let me love you. Just yield to that. That's obedience. That Yielding to that first. Obedience is yield to love. Obedience is yield to beloved. I have no idea what time it is. And I so want to read this tonight, but I, I, I don't feel that. So now, Armin, go, just go up to the keys, please. So now, so now, right now, tonight, live stream in this room, right now, right now, wrap your heart tightly around the hope 
that lives within us. Knowing that God always keeps his promises. I need somebody right now in this room to wrap your heart around his promise. That's all, that's all he wants you to do. There's the obedience. I thought you were mean being obedient to you. Listen, I don't want anybody to listen to a word I say. Any counsel I give to you realize you're loved. Because I promise you in counsel of spiritual authority, for us to get to where we need to go, I'm gonna tell you something you don't like. Period. Listen to me. Period. It's, if God's gonna speak through me to you, it's gonna be past beyond anything that got you in the mess. It's gonna be beyond what got you where you are. You hear me? So my obedience is not to Jimmy Lovejoy. It's not, that is not never anything I will say to this house. Your obedience is to Abba. And the first thing he's calling for you is surrender you. And listen, every piece that you feel as broken and shattered, just give it to him. I'm done eating from the apple of do I know or not know what God's doing. I'm just gonna trust God. I'm done with wrestling with the disappointment of spiritual OCD. It's gotta look like this. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. Proverbs 3, 5. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge the Lord. Proverbs 3.10 Your vineyard, your barns will be filled with new wine, uncontainable joy. Your joy can only be found in your obedience. Lean not to your own understanding. Wrap your heart around you are loved. Wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within what? us it doesn't say yourself you're going to have to wrap your love and hope around some others who aren't saying my brother you ain't got to do it like that church doesn't you ain't got to submit to that man you ain't got to how happy are they how really happy are they they put on a good show but do you really want their marriage do you really want their life do you really? You want this way of living, the kingdom living, but something wrestles in you that says, I just can't fully just jump into this thing. You know what that is? Trust. It's trust. Mistrust comes from what thing? You've been mishandled. You mistrust because somebody, somebody mishandled you. It could have been your parents. It could have been another preacher. It could have been a family member. It could have been a coach. You really want to dream with Abba. You do. But I can't grip my heart around hope. God said, I'll always keep my promises to you. And God wants us, listen to me, everybody in this room and on the live stream, podcast, 
discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not time. I'm telling you right now, if you've got this book at home, go read January 4th. This is not the time to pull away. I'm gonna read this paragraph to you. The Lord is saying something about this spring of this year. Things are going to start to spring up into another dimension. We never even had language for dimension. Things in Northern Ohio are gonna spring to a new dimension this year. I'm calling you Northgate from a fast to a feast. Some of you in this room, this is so perfect. Thank you, Abba. Some of you in this room sacrificing have already passed the test of suffering. The Lord wants you to know you can dance now. Can you enjoy that? Can you enjoy this North Gate? There is a new day upon you. So now, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together with the family as some are starting to form a habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge one another to go onwards. Why? As the dawning of the new day approaches. But are you guys ready for the new day? Are you ready for the new day? Prepare your house for April. I'm coming in April. Matter of fact, we're coming in April. I don't know what you've got on the calendar, but cancel it because we're all coming and we're bringing a contingency. There in April in Northern Ohio, we are going to dance on the other side of a veil and the Lord is going to rip it. Matter of fact, it's going to start in 21 days. From April 1st to April 21st, we are going to go and feast. April 1st and 2nd, on this ground, we're going to feast. The Saturday after that, we're going to feast. And the Saturday after that, before Easter, we're going to feast. Inside of Passover, we're going to feast. You're going to do a revival lifestyle. So this will not be about meetings. Hear me. This will not be about meetings. Some of you need to understand you tried to get out of the north. You tried. But God said he needed somebody in the top of this for a nation to start a ripping of a veil over a state. He said he needed somebody strong enough, determined enough that you'd rip it at the beginning. There's such a hovering over this house that's coming. I see it. I see what came at force at times and sacrifice is now going to come and rest gently. There has been a power that has come at times to accomplish a mission out of this family. But this is an intimacy that is going to remain. I'm using the North Gate to take a state and I have put you there to be the keepers of the gate. 
God is doing something new. Open it wide with presence. People have prophesied that it's coming through other places, but they have forfeited the right to be the gatekeepers of the north because God was wanting to do a new thing. The whole state will rattle from here. And a nation is waiting on you. Listen to me. We have a high priest in the house now. And his name is Yeshua the Beloved. We are free to approach God with absolute confidence, fully persuaded in our hearts that nothing can any longer separate us from Abba. We are invited to draw near and draw near now. We are thoroughly cleansed inside and out with no trace of sin's stains. Our conversation, our conversations echo in His persuasion. His faithfulness backs His promises. Let us all, Northgate, begin to think of creative ways by which we can influence one another and find inspiration as an expression in doing things that benefit others. Good actions give voice in volume to the love of God. In the light of our free access to Abba, let us extend that embrace to one another. Our gatherings are no longer negotiable. And they will no longer be a repetition of traditional gatherings of the old way of fellowship. But now we must remind one another of our true identities in beloved. Let us do so with greater urgency now in this day as we draw in our understanding of the beloved. This is an important day we're living in, folks. Are we better than somebody else? No, but we might be showing somebody else a better path. I'm done with the traditions of men. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And if there's one person in the room that you got some pieces of your life that just aren't fitting together, I want you to give those pieces to Abba tonight. And I want you to let him start putting the story together. What's the obedience? You taking what's frustrating you in your world right now and laying it at an altar as a sacrifice? No, of letting go what Mama Tina was talking about. Some of you are just carrying some stuff. And tonight, Abba wants you to give it to Him. And in that, you know what you're doing? You're giving life. You're giving life. I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you my children. I'm done with my spiritual OCD. This is how it has to happen. No, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you.
And if you feel like that's you tonight, I want every eye closed. If you feel like there's some things that you just need to let go, you think about it, it consumes you. I'm here tonight to tell you Abba loves you. And He wants you to come to Him. If you don't struggle with this, if you feel like I'm living in the sweet spot right now, because I'm, I'm a testimony to this in this room. Up to November 29th on a Tuesday, sitting on a hillside in Marietta, Ohio, I carried some stuff that I just could not figure out. I call it the dark night of the soul. On a mountainside in southern Ohio, I let it go. I jumped in my truck and drove two hours to get on a phone call with my spiritual father. On the way, I talked to one of my brothers, Brad Custer. I just needed love. Were you living in sin, Pastor? No. There was just some areas in my life I just couldn't make work. And I had sacrificed and I had given everything I had to fix, to make it work, to do this, to do that. And you know what I'm learning now in joy? It's all in His control. Some of you are looking a year, a month, even a week down the road, and it scares you. Joey Mitchell prayed, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but He gives you peace and love and a sound mind. Some of you need to let go today of your thinking this is how spiritual OCD is being released self-control I've got to control every area of this in my life no no I need you to give it to Jesus I need you to give it to God who has a plan your heart is begging for this tonight but your mind is struggling but you know what Abba's after? Your heart. Because as soon as he gets your heart, the thought process of metanoia becomes easy. If I'm speaking to one person in this room, I want you to just slowly come to the altar. We're going to pray together. Today, today, Abba captures the heart. Come on, there's one. Don't miss these moments of grace. Don't. But I've went to the altar over this a thousand times. Well, let's make it a thousand and one. Because he wants to finish some things in his sons and daughters in this room. You don't have to have it all figured out. You got to trust that all his promises are yes and amen. If your spouse went to the altar, I want you to go with them. Because you're one. You're one. God's moving here. God, I'm done trying to make this thing work. I'm done striving. 
I want to see people rightly. There's some of you that the pieces I'm saying, you're looking at right now. I'm telling you, some of you need to go back and let Yahweh redeem dad. Let Yahweh redeem mom. Let Yahweh redeem because those fractures will keep you from obedience it'll keep you from interweaving with the people you're supposed to interweave with Mike and Jen, if you'll just go where Holy Spirit leads you. Mike and Ash. some family members up here praying there's people on the live stream they're praying let's just fill this room with intercession let's fill this room with intercession maybe there's a family member you know I'm talking tonight and you're like God brings this one person to your mind that's just fractured Get up, walk around and pray. I'm good with that. Do that, do that. Fill this place. Come on, send love to someone that's not in this room. Send love. Send love to them. One of the things the church has stopped doing is taking on the affirmities and taking on the troubles of the weak. It says we're supposed to pray in their place. If you're married in here, join hands with your spouse. Begin to pray. What would America look like if marriages and families would especially those you know that you're connected to that are broken and hurting. One of the most powerful things we can do is pray.
Trent, will you come over here, buddy? I need you to pray for Pedro. Friend of God. Yeah. Dahavi, beloved. preached a funeral on Thursday of a man I did not know and I preached one message I didn't know the man I preached John 3.16 I preached the message of beloved and I watched tears begin to well up in people's eyes of the love of God I'm telling you People could say, oh, it was a funeral. No, I'm telling you. They were hearing the message of the goodness of Abba. I get to look at my sister in the eyes. It was her father-in-law. I get to look at my sister, Marcia, and preach the message of goodness. Not heaven or hell. Marsh, you need to make a sacrifice and make a choice. No. Beloved. Beloved. Warren, go ahead and go over there with David. I see your heart connected big. Let's not have any side conversations. Everything geared toward prayer and intercession. Everything geared towards, because now in this interweaving, it's starting to hit people sitting down. People are getting hit with beloved identity. And if tears start to flow, just go as radically deep as love will take you. We have to stop capping this off. I might get loud. It might get messy. It's okay. It's okay. He wants your heart wide open. I read it in Rome, in Hebrews 10 there. Open your heart wide and let it tightly be wrapped to hope. that dimension he prophesied there it is we're opening that dimension of beloved I felt it I felt the whole room shift and I watched all over the room tears start running down people's faces father do in them what you did in me down in Mobile I yielded to my apostle do it in me first Lord do it in me first telling you we're in a posture right now if you've got to go go because we're not getting out of here anytime early this is deep this is deep
come on, God's, God's call, causing a, a change in the culture here. You are going to do a revival lifestyle. This will not be about meetings. What's happening in this room is not so we can gather again tomorrow on Wednesday and Monday. Telling you, I feel it. I feel it. Out of northern Ohio, a veil is going to begin to rip. It's going to touch the whole nation. You tried to get out of the north, but the Lord wouldn't let you because He needed you at the ripping point. He needed somebody to start to tear he needed somebody strong enough determined enough that you would rip it at the beginning it's not easy to rip something but once it gets started I'm telling you it becomes easy in Jesus name it ain't hard to rip the t-shirt Once you've got it started, once the tear starts, it's over. I declare, Northgate, it is a time of celebration and feasting. There is a great tearing coming to Ohio. You will not be able to say it's because we fasted and prayed. You're going to be able to say we were obedient. We heard the word of the Lord. We got into alignment. We threw a feast and it ripped wide open. Hallelujah. Apostle D said, I feel this in my soul. Jimmy and Tina, you will literally have services that never end. You won't even try to end them. Some people will just remain there's such a hovering over the house right now. I see that what comes at times with force is now going to come and rest gently. Because this is where it's going to stay. God's calling us to intimacy. He's calling us to intimacy. The bridegroom is here. Apostolically, I decree there is a feast coming to Northeast Ohio. He has seen the faithfulness of the people and he's going to begin to give and to recognize that, your faithfulness. The Lord said, it is the time of the feast because the bridegroom is with you in a big way. The bridegroom is with you. Will I am. We're right back here again, Bill. Will I am. Will I am. 
I'm asking everybody in this room, ask God for one thing. Will I am? Come on, what is it? What is it that you want God to do in you or God to do in your family? In his will I am. In his will I am. man fully alive. I call this house and your houses into order. Fully alive. Where does it all begin, beloved identity? Order does not look like OCD. Have to have everything in. Nope. Order is obedience. I yield. I yield. Instead of building Jericho, I'm going to walk around it. Hear and obey at any cost. Chick-fil-A shuts down on Sundays. Hear and obey at any cost. I'm going to hear the whisper of order that brings me alive. First, order your beloved. Your beloved. Anything that stands between you and you feeling beloved, get rid of it. Sacrifice? No. It's reorganizing. First things first, I'm going to posture still. With him and others that love me. What does it mean to be loved in this world? You will not be thrown away. My apostle says it all the time. You'll have to walk away from me. You're not going to be thrown away. I told a spiritual son this a couple weeks ago. If your business succeeds, we love you. If you shut it down, we still love you. If your business succeeds, God loves you. If you shut it down, God loves you. Wrestle with that. Wrestle with that. Takes away the fear of man. I told him, I don't care what anybody thinks about you. I love you. And I'm not going to throw you away. Business succeeds, I love you. You quit, go work somewhere else, I love you. I love you. Mama Tina loves you. My kids love you. Mike Thompson loves you. Jen Thompson loves you. You win. Authority, order, function. What is function? 
I'm going to rewrite the whole thing. It's righteousness. Function is to be as I ought to be. Function is to be as I ought to be. And guess what happens when you're being what you ought to be? You're not frustrated then. I used to explain it as a function is a car out of alignment. I can force the car to drive straight, but if I take my hands off of it, it'll go in the ditch because the alignment is off. It can still function. I can still function with a flat tire, but it sure goes a whole lot better when there's air in it. Some things are to be as they ought to be. And the first thing in kingdom function is you're righteous, which leads us to what? Beloved, the greatest issue authority can settle in your life is remove everything that hinders beloved identity. I'm going to rewrite the whole thing. Blessing. What is blessing? It's you and Abba creating a world together. A world that you dream about. I hope you're still recording podcasts. Yep, because this needs to go out. Authority, order, function, blessing. Call this house into its greatest days of alignment. God, give me relationships with sons and daughters in this room, the exact same relationship I have with Damon and Tammy. I long for you to have that relationship with me and Tina the way we are with Damon and Tammy. I call you to that. Does that mean we go on vacation and sit by fires? I don't go on vacation with Damon Thompson at all. I've not sat by a fire with that man in three years. He's not in my life to sit at a campfire with. He's in my life to help me hear Abba's voice. To save me from my own personal religion. What seems right to a man, the end therefore is death. To get me to a place to lean beyond my own understanding and trust the Lord. That's why that man's in my life. Why? Because I'm gifted and he sees it. But I also have weakness. And I have to reveal that to him. I have to let him into the flawed areas. He doesn't come poking at those. I yield in vulnerability. So he can help me be strong. It's called a spotter in weightlifting. The greatest growth in lifting is when you control the weight to a degree but that spot where you can't control it anymore is where a spotter comes in and helps you control the weight that you get three more reps and it's in those three reps is where you build the most muscle it's in those reps that you feel like I can't do this and the spotter's going yes you can give me another one I can't can't make this shift. I can't shut this down. I can't stop doing this. I can't. Yes, you can. One more lift. Why? Because I'm with you. 
because I'm with you. Do you believe in this house? Me and Tina are with you because we are. We're with you in this house. We're with this city. We're with this county. We're with this region. I'm cheering this region on. I had a man that probably several years ago hated my guts. His church got flooded and he sent me a text and said, we need a place to worship. I said, building's yours. He was like, serious? Yeah. Yeah, you guys could. They ended up getting the facility fixed. He was shocked. It's the kingdom, right? It's the kingdom. I have been seated here by a spiritual father to show grace, hope, love to a region. None of this in this room is mine. And I didn't ask to lead it. I want everybody in this room to hear me. I didn't ask to lead nothing. I didn't beg God for it. I didn't jockey for position. And the quicker we all start seeing each other rightly, we're going to flip a 40-mile radius upside down. Toledo, I-80 will burn with revival. I didn't ask to lead it. I didn't ask. I didn't jockey. I didn't manipulate. But I've been seated. I've been seated. And I tried to get out of the north. But he needed somebody strong enough, determined enough. Hear when I say this. He needed us. He needed us. And we're right on time. And we're right where we're supposed to be. April 22nd, this house will be full. Multiple states. There'll be people sitting in the hallways. And it'll be the initiation of a 40-mile radius experience your arrival. And it won't always be in this building. I want you to hear me. We'll partner with other families in this region. But the only way this will happen is if we finally yield to a culture of the kingdom and say, whatever you want to do, Lord, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, I'm telling you, that one thing that you're like, I don't know if I'll put that on the altar. It's not about sacrifice, it's about obedience. Because he never made Abraham sacrifice Isaac. He just wanted to know if he'd put him there. So I'm telling this whole room, it's all for sale. My kids don't have to play any sports. Why are you saying that? Because I'm putting Isaac on the altar. I want you to hear me. Everything that I think is my world, I'll give it to him. Does not mean I've got to sacrifice it. He's just got to know, will you pray the prayer, whatever it takes. We're letting go of our spiritual OCD. It's got to be. Nope, this thing's wind-driven. Can I read you guys one more thing? 
you know he called us the people of the wind before he announced the family was the people of the wind? The last time he was in this house in 2019, he tells Armin, why don't you get your trumpet? And he tells Dakota, why don't you get your harmonica? That's why there was something on the trumpet tonight. There came a sound from heaven. And when the people of the city heard the sound, there we go, there we go, there we go. You knew where we were going. When the people of the city heard the sound, crowds began to run from everywhere. I send you into your sound this day. By the way of the word of Almighty Yahweh, I send you, Northgate, into your unique, authentic, particular, exclusive sound. Sounds a lot like what Bryn prophesied when he came, didn't it, Dexter? And he said it was right for you to come back home because you're a part of the authentic sound. Bryn don't know nothing about this. Watch. And that sound is beginning to begin to hit this region like a mighty rushing wind. I declare that you are born of the wind, Northgate. You are sent from the wind and you are becoming the wind that you were born of and sent from. I send you, I send you, I send you to begin to go forth into the earth with signs, wonders, and miracles, with governmental authority. You can't have authority if you don't submit to authority. Listen to me. Quit playing with this. You can't have authority if you ain't submitted to it. Do you feel the difference and the shift in this room? Come on. Just let the fear of the Lord begin to come from from and to every generation, every child in the room, every teenager in the room, that you would embrace in the reality of the love of Abba, that you are the people of the wind to this city I declare that everything that is out of order you are just blowing it right out of the scene that the wind is coming for the sake of alignment that the wind is coming for the sake of sake of restoration and reclamation to the glory of God you will accomplish not by power and might you will accomplish by the wind the wind of the spirit says the Lord how did you get here people are going to ask you're going to say it was the wind you're going to say it was the wind I love when he repeats himself it wasn't strategy it wasn't energy it wasn't talent it wasn't even gifting not here not where we're going. We can only get here by the wind. Come on. Just begin to raise your sails, Northgate. As the wind blows. <sighs> Himself, herself, themselves become the same results in the baffling wind. Their decree of connection was generated by the wind. How did this start? There came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. They had stewarded 
what they had encountered to such a degree that they now become the encounter for the globe in Jesus' name. Apostle D says, Yahweh, mark this house with an uncommon fear of the Lord. Let the spirit of wind and awe begin to come into their meetings today and in the days ahead. Let it be. Nevertheless. And we say, yes, yes, prepare the house for April. Every time we gather here, next Sunday, I'm asking you, I don't care if you got to come at six in the morning, get in here. My, my son will be in a state wrestling tournament, which means we'll have to weigh in by seven o'clock. So me and my family will come in here early in the morning before the state tournament. I'm asking everybody when we have a service, just come in here and begin to walk. If you hear a song on loop, you can take it off but put it back on loop. But we're going to start preparing this house. I'm telling you, I watched people get wrecked in here today and then come back and get wrecked tonight. You know why? Because repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. Man, we perverted that message. Had nothing to do with water. Had everything to do with fire. Had everything to do with fire. Jesus even said, this time you won't be baptized with, he even said it, you won't be baptized with water, which indicates it had nothing to do with water baptism. But once again, we've got divorced family that won't even gather together because they think that's how you're supposed to dunk somebody in water. Have we not been divided enough? The heaven and hell message did nothing but split the body of Christ wide open. When the message of the cross should have been beloved the whole time. I'm not worried about hell. I'm not worried about hell for my kids. I'm not even worried about hell for my wayward sisters. As oddly as that would sound. When I had a conversation with my aunt on the phone, she I don't want to go to hell. You're not. But you're living in it now, and that's going to end too. Rachel, it's over. Hell's over for you. And you'll never see flames. What do I need to do? Let Jesus love you. I don't need to repent of sin. He already knows. And he's blotting it out with his blood right now. He's washing away. I never went to the altar at East Market Street Church of God and said, I'm garbage. You've heard me tell the story. I went to that altar and said, oh my God, you love me that much. And it all shifted. Alcohol. I didn't even confess alcoholism and it fell off me. An STD of my wayward living. I got healed that night. That night. That night. Your wayward ways don't scare him. 
not one bit. telling you some people already left if you got to go go because we're coming into the dimension of services that never end why would we not want Mel and Ashley to lay in the arms of beloved all night long what does that do for James and Olivia and Amaya what does that do for Titus Is God doing something in Mel right now? Yes. But you know what he's doing? Getting Titus ready. Peter said, what's happening to us right here with this new wine is not just for us. It's for us. It's for generations to come. And those that haven't even been born yet, what's happening in Mel in the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for the child that hasn't even been born yet for Titus's children. Those of us that are remaining in this room and continue to weep tears and what's happening in Ashley McCoon is for Livy's kids. It's for James's son. What happens when the struggles you two have had your grandchildren never know. That's what this is about. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the